0: Unprecedented, historic, never before seen, once in a generation. Yes, all of these things truly describe the news that we reveal today that sees Western Australian of membership vote to join the national body. Plenty more on today's shows, news, views, interviews. Are you ready? I sure am. Let's go. Ready, set, splash. Twitter is proud to bring you Magnapool, the world's best and only true mineral pool system. Providing the very best in water comfort and clarity, Magnapool is also beneficial to the environment thanks to its unique no salt formula. Partnered with the all new Hydroxinator IQ, showcasing innovative features giving you control over scheduling, pump speed, boost and low mode, heaters, lights, pH and chlorine. All this via Wi Fi connectivity from your smartphone. Smart sensors and ultra long life cell ensures Magnapool owners save time, save energy and save money. Find out more by going to magnapool.com. Well, it's historical, it's happened, it's majestical, it is unification of our nation. Uh, a announcement that has come out that has happened, look it's taken a long time to happen suddenly, uh, but absolutely stoked to be able to announce here on the podcast uh, Sparza Australia uh, with the membership of Sparza WA. Uh, well, actually, it's the Sparza membership of WA that has voted. Uh, they had the vote. It was their choice. Uh, but overwhelming support uh, towards a merger with the national body of Sparza. It is a momentous occasion. It's been under collaborative, strategic process uh, for quite some time now. But this establishes a unified industry, Uh, representation of us together as an industry going forward for the first time right across the Australian continent. Let's not forget New Zealand as well, uh, part of this, all the way from the east in New Zealand and the west across the width and breadth of this beautiful country to people of West Australia, which is wonderful. So look, it's a platform where all of our industry members now. All states, all territory, our diverse professional sectors can work together and our collective interests being protected, promoted and growing into the future. Uh, you are going to hear very shortly, according that Lindsay McGrath, CEO of Sparza, has done with Sadie Stevenson in the West, who's been the executive officer in the West and has led this member merge agreement from the West to to merge in with the national body. Sadie and her team will be joining uh, the Spaza uh, Australia. Wonderful. You're going to hear a conversation between Lindsay and Sadie very soon. Also on today's uh, show, uh, I've got an interview with uh, Gary Clark. Many of you will be familiar with Gary. Gary has been around the industry for a long time uh, with AquaQuip, with Candy Gold there at AquaQuip. They've won a top 50 product award in the USA. It's pretty significant. It's pretty cool. We're going to hear more about that. Uh, also have um, a chat. You get part two, a few podcasts to go. We heard from Colin Major uh, regarding, look, his extensive knowledge around heat and solar heat in particular, and we finished that interview that was recorded with Vita Dante at the Splash Expo Uh, back in August this year. So heaps going on. Uh, Stay with us. But the next thing you're going to hear will be an interview with Sadie Stevenson and Lindsay McGrath post the vote for WA to merge in with the national body Sparza.
1: Hi, Sadie. Um, Last night we had a fantastic vote uh, in Western Australia, the vote of yes for amalgamating Sparza Western Australia with Sparza Australia, uh, it's been a, a long time coming. It's been over six years of having a great partnership together between West and uh, the rest of Australasia and the vote from members came through. Um, wh- what happened? I mean, why the vote yes? How, why has this changed?
2: Sure. Um, as you know, Sparza WA has had a collaborative relationship with Sparza Australia for some time now. Um, After much discussion, our committee voted unanimously that now was the right time to take that next logical step and uh, and join the national body. Um, But, of course, there's far more to an association than just a committee. It had to go to the members. Um, We spent, as you know, many weeks talking to our members, relaying the many benefits, and overall it was an overwhelmingly... Positive vote in favour of the amalgamation.
1: So the vote was the vote was well received. You had good numbers.
2: Absolutely, more than ninety percent of the total membership cast a vote with an eighty-eight uh, percent approval rate for the amalgamation. So yes, it was quite the landslide in favour. A
1: resounding success. It's good. Um, I mean, there was, there was also there's always a few there's always a few no's. I mean, the, the good thing about a, a no vote is it highlights what any fears or concerns are. Um, I was. Lucky to be there, and it was great to hear a few concerns that were still in the marketplace, and they can be easily rectified and, and addressed. But what's next? I mean, that, that's the, the the fun part is is getting the members to say say yes, and the, and the, the committee and the boards to say yes. But now it's really up to um, you, you as you know the, the lead here in WA. What do you see happening next?
2: Sure, um, my goal and the and the goal of our committee throughout this process has been for the ultimate uh, results of the amalgamation for the local members here to be able to tap in and benefit from the many benefits of national membership while, of course, maintaining the things that make WA unique and that's our culture, the way we operate, you know, and key elements such as the completion guarantee and things like that. And and I think any sort of concerns really come from a point of pride in the local uh, industry and the local association and what we've been able to achieve over many years. And so really the task of, of, of both yourself and, and myself is to make sure that those successes only continue and we only build and grow from there and I'm sure that you know in a short amount of time all of those concerns will be well and truly are uh, subsided.
1: Yes no we're very confident that we've seen that across all the other regions whether it be uh, expansion into New South Wales or the original mergers in, in Queensland, now New South Wales um, and, and South Australia, but the New Zealanders recently have really shown us that you know, we can adapt. Um, every region has its unique um, components and it's wonderful that members can be proud spasa uh, Australia and New Zealand members, but also very proud uh, wherever their local, ent- uh, local entity is and where their, their local identity is. Um, what's the first expectation you'd like to, to focus on as far as, you know, what's going to be the first big set of benefits um, to the members?
2: Sure. Um, one of the key selling points for the amalgamation for a lot of members um, was the opportunity to bring IRL, the training organisation, into WA and really expand on the capabilities um, that are on offer. There's a big commitment from local industry to invest in the next generation and and improve skills. You know, like everywhere, there is a skill shortage and being able to offer young people in particular a training pathway has never been more important. Uniquely to WA, we also compete with a large mining industry that offers high salaries, great rosters, and so without being able to offer a career path and development, Uh, our industry was always going to struggle to attract staff. So being able to offer that new wave of training, both in the building sphere and for pool techs and pool shops and the various other training pathways that are on offer through IRL, my belief and the viewpoint of many among the industry is that being able to offer that training will be the game changer that elevates our industry to the next level.
1: Having a career path is a huge promotional opportunity for the industry. We, We need that new blood. We need growth. Um, COVID showed us that we have so much capacity to grow and you know the average backyard wants that beautiful piece of blue. Um, but a big part of that is obviously is promotion. So WA, just like all the other regions, has had a, a great history of promoting with shows and magazines and radio, etc. Um, do you see that changing, expanding, staying the same? What will members expect to happen?
2: Sure. Um- in essence, everything that they know and love will remain. Um, that includes, of course, the annual expo, local magazine. Like anything, we are a member-owned association. We will de- continue to deliver those products for as long as our members want them and for as long as they see value. In all likelihood, we'll, of course, see a rebrand of the consumer show to join the Paul spa and lifestyle brand. Um, but really, other than the name on the door... The show will remain, um, as will all of our other mediums and channels for members to promote their products to the public.
1: So keep all the good stuff and expand.
2: Exactly right.
1: Uh, member services. I mean, having that—the uh, biggest member service for associations isn't just the the ability to access, you know, cash flow opportunities or you know, car leases or you know, free HR. It's it's also being able to pick up the phone and get what you want when you want it. Uh, you know, do you also see that to, to continue, the, to make sure that you know when a member picks up the phone, they'll, they'll get somebody in WA to, to have a chat quickly?
2: Absolutely. So um, very much both myself and Rebecca, who are the local team, will very much still be the local team, so that anyone in WA who wants to speak to the right, just as they do now, we're only a phone call or an email away.
1: That's fantastic. Um, policy. You know, being able to, um, to make sure our rep- representation continues, our lobbying, our advocacy goes, you know, there's been conversation from the committee and also our board of how do we make sure that the message around policy for WA remains, you know, very WA centric because obviously it is, you know, it is a different part of the country. There are different rules over here. You know, are, are you comfortable that we can deliver policy that suits the local region?
2: Absolutely. Um, to date, we've been able to develop a very strong repu- reputation among state and local government that any, any matters that impact the porn star industry, they come to us. We are the voice that they listen to. Um, by all means, that will continue. It will be the same team advocating. All of that policy will be developed by local members for local members so that we can ensure that the local legislations reflect what is happening in the, in the marketplace and also that they develop and grow as our industry modernises.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. You've done an immense amount of hard work to ensure the members have been fully informed. The communication has been incredible over the last several months uh, between the committee, um, yourself, uh, the Spaza Australia team and the board. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who have spent a lot of time and energy making sure this is um, going to work and work exceedingly well, and we've seen that um, happen over the last uh, regions that have that have come into sparser Australia. It's a very exciting time for us to to grow the market uh, coming out of post COVID. So the future looks bright. Uh, we are very excited to welcome uh, you and Rebecca. And Thank you.
2: We're very excited to be joining the team.
1: And it's great that uh, you've received a promotion on general manager <laughs> for member services. So you will be the lead, not just locally, but also. Uh, nationally and across New Zealand to to oversee all of our member services, our interaction with members, taking what you've done so well in WA uh, over the last year or so um, to to go national. You're pretty excited about that?
2: I am. It's um, something that I very much look forward to is, you know, the favourite part of my job today is when you're getting out there, you're meeting members, you know, you're seeing what makes people tick, what makes our industry unique, what the issues are and how ultimately the association can help. Um, And the best way to do that is exactly by getting out there and, you know, speaking to people for yourself. So I'm very, very excited to uh, develop those relationships across the entire country and, of course, New Zealand as well.
1: So there you have it, listeners. Uh, What a fantastic opportunity. We now have the largest physical state in Australia, Western Australia, Sparza WA, uh, voted yes with a unanimous support from the board. Uh, the local committee and also 88% of uh, the members to vote yes to come in and grow the port and spa industry.
0: Making chlorinators is what we do at AIS. This laser focus has brought us recognition as a global leader winning countless international and national awards. Our technology is operating in over 55 countries worldwide. Our claims are backed by university research and data Our customer testimonials prove the value of our technology's benefits, ease of operation, reliability and service. Find out how your customers can benefit from our 30 years of innovation and excellence at aiswater.com.au today. Well, it is my pleasure today to be in the fine city of Sydney. It's been incredibly windy here, actually. Today I am with AquaQuip and I am joined at the table by Candy Gold and Gary Clark, who many of you will be familiar with. Thank you for having me here at AquaQuip today.
2: Great to have you, Dave.
0: Good to see you. Look, plenty going on. You guys, your feet have not touched the ground like so many in the industry for well, probably three years now, maybe even longer with all the product development that's that's been happening. AquaQuip has been around for, well, for a long time. Tell us a little bit about the history of this business in our industry. So the business started in 1975, uh, predominantly
3: importing um, pool cleaners. That's older than me, Gary, not by much. <laughs> and um, uh, Candy's dad, Roy Haller, purchased yeah. the business in 1991. And continued to innovate and develop the pool cleaners, and then got into pool lighting. Um, and from there, um, we've uh, increased the range of pool lights, and to where we are today, where we're exporting and uh, selling all the way across Australia. So I am sitting at the table. Tell me what I am looking at here, Gary. So what you've got here is a the Evo LV Pipe Light. It is a light that's uh, recently won uh, an award in America as a top fifty. Uh, new product.
0: That um, is awesome. That is actually really significant across all of the United States and all of the product range. Top 50. Congratulations.
3: Absolutely. Thank Love you. Love that. And um, yeah, look, it's uh, not easy to get these awards, but um, you know we've got a dedicated distributor over there who's promoting the product and it, it's been great for us. Yeah.
0: But this is a small light, uh, an LED light. It fits in the palm of my hand. It's about uh it's a 50 mil light or a 49 mil light now what i love you're going to hear me here is this plugs directly into a pipe um there's even a tool that comes with it with a little smiley face on that's me that i can it's 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 gary's face is on this tool smiling (laughs) that I can very easily clip into that light when it's all cemented, when it's all planted into the wall and it's there to do an, a, uh, a swap out, to Correct. easily undo that. In fact, I'm doing that now, a few twists, and it's done. It's out. Yeah. It's
3: back in. So the beauty of this light is its small, compact nature. It fits in all the shallow water environments that all these fancy pool builders are putting in today. The pools are no longer a nine-by-four with steps at one end. These elaborate designs have got sun shelves and benches and steps and swim yep. outs, and you don't want to put a six-inch light in one of those No, walls. as beautiful
0: and as good as those six-inch lights and, are, they, they're not going to fit small spaces and deliver correct. a great look and feel. Yeah,
3: so you, you, your options are unlimited here in positioning these lights throughout all areas of a pool.
0: The areas you've said, those sort of swim outs, those bench areas, those sun areas, absolutely a small light in that place. Um, I love this type of innovation because so many of you listening are seeing this and creating things for this space as well. But the smaller block sizes, meaning smaller pools, we've seen the advent of prefabbed and plunge type pools coming into the market, something you see possibility there for too. Oh,
3: absolutely. Yeah, it's perfect for those smaller pools, um, and we've seen a lot of those go in. So, yeah, your, your, your plunge-style pools, whether they're concrete or fibreglass, you know, um, yeah, these smaller lights will, will work fine.
0: Look, I haven't been able to put this thing down since I got here, Gary. I, uh, I might be walking out with it in my pocket. AquaQuip is a business that does innovate. There's plenty of other products um, that are out there. If people want to know more about what it is you guys do, where are they going to get in touch, website, phone call? Yeah, all, all of
3: the above. Go to, you know, AquaQuip.com.au. But you know what? If you're in the trade, just give us a call. We can get our reps out to see you. You know, wide range of products. We're always innovating uh, and we'll continue to, to do so. So, yeah.
0: So let's talk about that thing, Gary. Going forward, what, what do you see is – and I suppose you saw a trend in the industry of needing smaller spaces. Here we are going forward. Um, what do you see You know, trends in our industry
3: well, from here? Tr- trends now is, is, is uh, I guess, automation – Better design. You, you're not just going to chuck a little pool in the in the backyard. People are paying more attention to you know these intricate areas. Um, these lights uh, talk to all the uh, automation uh, controllers that are available on the market. Right. And look, there's one thing I haven't said. All this is Australian made. All designed in Australia, made in Australia, assembled in
0: Australia all here we support all the local suppliers um that's why i wanted to talk to you today it was exactly that this australian innovation creation winning awards and recognition and that's something we want to celebrate yes congratulations aququip thank you for having me here today thanks david
2: great to see you
0: Haywood's 1.85-horsepower TriStar VS Pump is built to last even under the most demanding conditions. Super quiet in operation with easy-to-customize speeds, countdown timers, and priming time. It even shows real-time power consumption in watts for immediate feedback to maximize those energy savings. It's designed for simple installation. TriStar variable speed pumps can also operate in standalone mode or connect to the Haywood Omnilogic automation system for seamless control. Visit haywoodpool.com.au for details. That's haywood-pool.com. Dot au today. Well, taking you back now to part two of the interview with Colin Major from Supreme Heat, uh, really around uh, heating, obviously, and solar heating, recorded with Vita Dante earlier this year at the Splash Expo back in August. Hope you enjoy. Uh, so how am I going? Oh, you're, a, you're wonderful.
4: Much? No, no, not at all. It's great. <laughs> also, I'm thinking you've got, you've got a great voice for it as well. With the with lack of electricity
5: and it's a big problem. All
4: now. that. So, how? What? What are your personal thoughts on that? Or well, just watching it in the news?
5: You, it's a very complex. The the distribution of electricity um, in any country in Australia very very complex. And I think uh, all of us,
4: Infrastructurally uh, or politically, just or? with
5: the uh, well with the the infrastructure. I think we a lot uh, most of us take it for granted that we can. Turn a PowerPoint on. We're going to have power out of it, but in the background, it's very, very complex, and um, and we can see what's happening now. Um, that um, they uh, they're having problems in uh, having you know being able to provide power with the shift to um, electrification of, of cars. That's going to present some more problems. Um, and I think if you, I think Spiros is going to talk about. Um, what the projections are through government in terms of the growth into that electric car market and then what demands that's going to put on the infrastructure and the availability of power and then understanding um, how the car owners, if you like, when are they going to charge those cars? Because that might be, that's going to put huge demand on the infrastructure, again, being able to provide that power. So with that, I mean, we, 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 we need to embrace... Um, the advances in technology, um, but we need to be mindful that um, we've got to be able to get there as, as well. So um, interesting times, and I think it'll be it'll be very, very challenging, but, again, that's typically uh, new technology uh, can come out, and that's an um, mm. equal and opposite effect. Sometimes you can, um, with great intent, um, um, want to create a, um, a more, uh, viable, more viable um, a solution. For, um, but at the same time, then we've got to deal with the problems that we didn't really necessarily uh, see present themselves. And I think history will tell you that that's pretty much the way things have been. So I guess if we're, we're proactive, um, um, get involved and in everyone rolls their sleeves up, then we uh, we will get it more right than more wrong. Mm,
4: yeah, and I think people forget mm. the pathway is the difficult process. Yeah. We, know, we know we want a healthier, more sustainable option. Yeah. We're all in agreement, but how do we get from Mm. one step to the next step? How how does Australia fare in this in this area in terms of solar um, solar take up and? Um, What's interesting because I I think
5: I remember uh, back in 2010 I um, attended it was a government run uh, seminar at Intersolar which was a massive um, solar show they have in Munich in Germany and I attended a government. Uh, meeting. And they were um, selling off Australia as a the, the land of plenty in terms of available renewable energy and encouraging companies to come out and uh, develop their technologies. And if I look at our industry as well, um, now and now for what I deal with and specialise with in, in heating solutions, I sort of sometimes I stop and think, well, why are we moving away from renewable solutions and going to a, a fossil fuel type solution? I, I um, understand that we need to develop that. And there's a lot of pools that um, are not necessarily well suited to a uh, rooftop mounted solar pool heating solution. So we need to have these systems here and there's pools uh, that need to be heated consistently all the time, especially on a commercial level. Um, but we've got to keep um, you know, working in that and we've got to be able to support the renewable growth as well because it's infrastructure involved in that. So we can't undermine that. So as a as, a, as an industry, we need to be mindful of that. And, and, and even if you look at the, the difference within the industry in terms of the pre-sale and selling the dream with the, the pool and the heating solution that goes with that, our numbers across Australia, if you look at the after-sale um, market compared to the, the new pool market, um, 80% of our aftermarket sales are with a renewable solar solution, 20% heat pumps, but at a new pool Level it's eighty percent heat pumps, twenty percent solar. So I, I've got to ask the question then: um, Who's running the show? Do have we forgotten who's running the show? Because in five years' time, it's the consumers' advocacy that we need to be able to grow the grow the industry. Um, are we looking after mm. that advocacy? If the after sales are saying, "Hey, I like what you've got on offer. That is that perceived value in that solution you're offering. Offering, I'll I'll have that." Yet on the Pre-sale market for a swimming pool is completely opposite. Interesting. We need to be able to come together and find the right happy medium. We need to look after the infrastructure of the renewable um, solar uh, market across Australia. That's been somewhat a road of the way. That's that's concerning, Um, and we need to be um, um, continually developing that um, that that um, uh, heat pump um, technology as well to make them more energy efficient. Uh, and then we've got to tie them in and, and have good synergy with the, the functionality of the pool um, as a whole, with the control systems, the sanitation systems. So there's a lot happening there. Um, there's some issues buried deep within in that, and the, and the popularity of heat pumps, use of pool covers. It's all for a good cause, but again, we need to adapt. And we and I know there's a lot lot of work going on in the background at the moment in that space, but um, we just got to keep. Progressing and yep. talk to each other and communicate well and uh, yeah. and with the common objective of uh, yeah, working towards getting the, right, the solution right
4: and being on the same page and yeah. which is why you know yeah. things like Splash Expo are so important of actually very, getting face to face. Is there a, is there is South Australia still dominate the solar take up? Like how many residences or or that's more
5: in the probably in the PV space? I'm, I'm probably not that familiar with the uh, with the uh, the numbers, um, certainly the cost of electricity in South Australia is uh, a lot more than, than what it is here on the, uh, you know, across the, you know, the Brisbane, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, um, that's concerning. And I think just in, in general, the, uh, the imminent rise in uh, electric, electricity cost um, we'll see, you know, that post-COVID, the, uh, the money's being diverted elsewhere now um, we get back into the reality of our normal lives um, and um, that's a that's a big factor now because it's that's a, that correction um and um, yeah I guess people all uh, ultimately uh will be uh, uh, making the decisions. They will. Uh,
4: yeah. Colin, thank you so much for your time. It's been really, really interesting.
5: Yeah, I, I hope I haven't talked too much. No,
4: that's exactly what we want. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I'm a
5: little bit passionate about these things. Oh, it's exactly what we want. Anyway, I'll,
0: I'll put it out there and uh, for, for others to uh, others to comment. Thank you. Well, splashmagazine.com.au is the place. Place for what? Well, for you to be informed, to be uh, educated, to be at the cutting edge edge, the pinnacle, the summit, the uh, the cutting tip of all that is pool and spa uh, related from a professional trade perspective. That's where you want to be. So, splashmagazine.com.au. Do make sure you get on there. Register free if you haven't. It's really easy. Just subscribe for our fortnightly e-news uh, that comes out. That will keep you uh, continually informed and updated direct into your inbox only once every two weeks just to keep you abreast of all the things that are going on. And of course, this podcast too. It is massive news that we've talked about today with WA choosing to merge in with the national body. Can't wait to see where that looks like as we move forward together into a future that benefits all of our members and ultimately a consumer as well. Looking forward to seeing you out and about. Ready, set, splash.